Hi, it's Leon Dolan, and my new book, The Marriage Sabbatical, is out now and available everywhere. People Magazine chose it as an April pick of the month, one of the best this week, a hopeful take on commitment, they said, and an innovative story about marriage. Mmm, sounds juicy. The Marriage Sabbatical, out now, available everywhere. Sisters. Hi, this is Julie. This is Liz. This is Sheila. This is Monica. This is Leanne. We are the Satellite Sisters. You are listening to Satellite Sisters To Go. You are listening to Satellite Sisters. It's Tuesday, July 15th. I'm Leanne Dolan here in Pasadena, California. I am joined by my sister, Julie, in Dallas, Texas. Hey, Jewel, how's it going there? Hi, Leanne. It's pretty good. It's pretty good. I had a great birthday, thanks to, to you and all the Satellite Sisters and family and friends. And then a fantastic Bastille Day. How was your Bastille Day? <laughs> it was, you know what? We were actually invited out to a Bastille Day dinner, but it was... Uh, a late invitation. Some friends were just decided on a whim to go to a French restaurant and we couldn't, my, my husband had a work thing, so he couldn't oh. do it. So I almost celebrated and then it fell apart. So uh, oh, I'm no. glad you celebrated. Okay. Um, you know what? I forgot to mention the other day, but I wanted to thank the good people of Salt Lake City. Uh, I got a notice from the librarian uh, who is part of the Salt Lake City Public Library System that my book, Elizabeth, the First Wife, has been nominated as a reader's choice for uh, for this year. And I was really honored and thrilled by that. Oh, and really? Congratulations. That's wonderful. And it is a good reader's choice. It's a good pick. Anyone can recommend Elizabeth, the First Wife safely to pretty much anyone because you know people are going to enjoy reading it well what i liked about the reader's choice uh like the um the qualifications they said for reader's choice were like books that have spread from word of mouth they really were reader's choice these were not bestsellers you know on the big new york times list but that books that were just consistently checked out over and over again and developed a waiting list all on their own, which is awesome to know that that was happening in Salt Lake City. I know Satellite Sisters used to be on the air in Salt Lake City. We've retained a lot of fans in Salt Lake City. So thank you. There's uh, there's no voting. I mean, there is voting. Like you can go in and vote, but you have to be there in person. So you're off the hook. There's no online voting or anything. But it just made me really happy. And it was nice to hear from the librarian who said she really enjoyed it and learned quite a lot about Shakespeare herself. So there you well, go. <laughs> Leon, that's quite a nice compliment. Well, I've, maybe we can start a grassroots movement around the country. Contact your local library, Satellite Sister fans, and that's what you can do to start uh, for a reader's choice. Okay? You know what I like, too? They ordered a whole bunch of copies for their other branches in the library, which is uh -huh. also awesome. So thank you, Salt Lake City Public Library System. And then, Julie, I have breaking clog news. Breaking what? clog news. <laughs> What? Well, you know, we've talked quite a bit about clogs on Satellite Sisters. You tried to warn me that putting on my clogs was a slippery slope into frumpdom, okay? And then there was a big pro-clog movement on the Facebook page. There was clog backlash, Leanne. Yeah. Absolutely. They, they really took me to task. Okay? Right. Those of us who are clog wearers, we don't need your approval. We love our clogs, okay? So this weekend, Monica mentioned some comfort shoes she was enjoying, not clogs. She posted on the Facebook page. And then someone came back to me, Kathy came back to me and said, hey, Leanne, what's the brand of clogs you like? So I was just doing a whole review of my many European and American comfort shoes that I enjoy, your Dansko clogs, your Spring Step. Uh, you'll, you'll find all this on the Facebook page. And I got a text from Liz 
Liz is at the the TCA, the Television Critics Association meeting. This is like, uh, you know, TV previews for television critics, and they trot out all the new TV shows for the fall. And so, and the, and the TV stars too. Yes, right? yeah, 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 show, yeah, yeah. So they come and they talk to the critics. It's a big press tour, and they do it twice a year. So uh, Meredith Fiera, Julie is getting her own daytime talk show, the Meredith I've Fiera show. And she highlighted in her presentation to the television critics that the beauty of this show is that she will be able to wear clogs on the air. She's not, <laughs> she's not, she's not wearing those four inch heels like Katie Couric. She, she, she's giving up the Manolos. She's not going to wear those. She's anymore. not doing it. Meredith oh. is bringing her own comfy chair from home and she's wearing clogs. And Meredith, I salute you. I salute you, Meredith Fiera. <laughs> Meredith, I think I think you're really describing a radio show, not a TV show. <laughs> you know what? I'm wearing my pajama jeans right now. I'll just admit it. <gasps> Whoa, wait, wait a minute, wait a minute. Pajama jeans? Yes. What are pajama jeans? Wait. I got these at some conference for free, like blog her. They're those like they're basically sweatpants that look like jeans, pajama jeans. <laughs> Just Google them, Julie. Again, okay. you're right. The clogs are a slippery slope. Like yes, the next thing is. you know. Meredith, the show is not going to last long. I mean, really. <laughs> no, Meredith, I'm going to watch just because you're wearing clogs. All right. Well, Lee and I, I can tell you're excited. And I know, here's what I do know, is that the clog people, and you are, you know who you are if you're a clog person, you're going to be t- tuning in Meredith Vieira because uh, because she's got the clogs on. Every day, <laughs> she, every day she's going to wear the clogs? I hope so, Julie. I hope it's just a revolving Robert. menu of clogs. <laughs> All different I don't types. even think clogs are that safe. I think if you have weak ankles, you can... You can wobble off of them. I mean, there's you've had you've had ankle problems with your clogs, right, Leanne? No, I mean I've had ankle problems, but no, I I mean every once in a while. This isn't Sweden. I don't know why why we have. I just like that hard wood footbed under my feet. I just enjoy that. I like it. Okay. Okay. Well, when does this show uh, debut? In the fall? In the fall. Yeah, in the fall. All right. Well, I am going to watch it to see this comfy chair. Can you imagine? She's bringing in, what, some stained chair? No, I'm sure she doesn't have a stain. Have you seen Meredith Fierro's house? No. Because it's been featured in, like, modern... I mean, home and whatever. I've seen it in a million home magazines. It's spectacular. Okay. I mean, so she's so- made a zillion dollars over the course okay. of her career. Let's okay. remember, she hosts like six TV shows. All right. And so yeah. She could get a real pair of shoes to wear on. She on- likes clogs, Julie. Okay. She likes them, and she's not wearing those Katie Couric heels. She's not doing it. And I applaud that. Okay. 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 Well, Leon, I do actually have some, I, uh, while I can't compete with clog news. Okay. Yeah. And the fact that it was sent as a text from our sister <laughs> who's hearing this firsthand, I just can't beat that. But I just have a regular story that was in the USA today. And I wanted to get your opinion about what are you going to do that I, that today it was announced, um, they have have a campaign out in your fine state of California, as you know it now, that's being organized by a Silicon Valley uh, venture capitalist, a billionaire, Tim Draper. And he has proposed dividing California up into six different states. 
He thinks he thinks California is just too darn big. It's too big. You know, it's one eighth of the of the U.S. economy in terms of everything going on there. And it's just too big to like to handle or to manage or to or to, you know, you have such diversity in your state in terms of the needs. So you have a major agricultural component. You have cities. You have, you know, you have Silicon Valley. You know, you have a lot of things going on there. So, Tim. Uh, came up with this plan. It's called Six Californias, Leanne. They're going to divide the state up to, into six six different states. And he got together 800,000 uh, signatures for a petition to put this on the ballot in 2016. Really? Yes, it's going to be on the ballot. You are going to vote to, uh, to divide your state up into six different states, okay? And Oh, this so- is such a Northern California thing. Okay, they have been wanting to dump us forever. Okay. Okay. They think okay. they are so much better than us. Okay. Well, there is some dividing up, Leanne. Okay. So just to, I want everyone to imagine the state of California. So the far north part of California, they're pretty much just setting that out to sea. They're not even calling that California. That's now just going to be referred to as Jefferson State. Oh, I mean, that's they've wanted to secede for a long time. Okay, that's the whole thing. Like that's sort of even parts of Southern Oregon want to become Jefferson. Yeah. Okay. Jefferson. This is all the pot growers up in Humboldt County, right? Isn't that what it is? (laughs) Yes, Julie. It's all the pot growers. (laughs) That's pretty much what's going on. Okay. So, so just lop off the top part of the state. Okay. You get, you have that. Then the next state is going to be called Northern California. Now, this is not what you think Northern California is. This is like Sonoma, Napa, Marin, okay, but not San Francisco. Okay. It's not part of the state of Northern California. All right. So well, that- I'm looking at the map now, and this is the first I've heard of it. Now I'm looking at North California. Oh, yeah, there's your wine growers and, yeah, your Sacramento. Yeah. Sure. Okay, okay. So that is going to be very concentrated. Yes, it's going to you all the all the wine is there in Northern California. Okay, third state is going to be Silicon Valley. Now, this seems like they got some pretty good property, land. They get, <laughs> get the coastline. They yeah. get Silicon Valley. They're throwing in San Francisco as part of this as well. So they have a nice little, just a little tranche down the side, the coast <laughs> of California. So that... That will be known as the state of Silicon Valley. Nice use of use of the word tranche. That is very Christian Amonpour. Okay, Leanne. All right. So then we're moving on to Central California. This is Stockton, Modesto. Okay, that, that this is um, this is the big San Juan. Big ag. All the big ag. Yes. Yep. So we're going to put that all together. Just that's its own thing. Then you come to your state, Leanne which is going to be the state of West California, okay? Mm, okay. So you get Los Angeles and Pasadena, your fine uh, hometown. Okay, Santa Barbara is still in your state, oh. so you can feel good about that. Okay. And you get Disneyland. So it's not so bad, Leanne, okay? So <laughs> so you, you, have, hmm. you have West California. That's going to be yours. And then South California, they will get SeaWorld, Legoland, and San Diego. <laughs> 
that was they just they wanted Legoland. That was part of the deal. It's awesome. That was Legoland. part of the you know, it's you can imagine the politics associated with dividing up the state of California mm-hmm. into six Californias. But what do you think about this, Leanne? I mean, do you think I mean one one politician tweeted out immediately as soon as they got enough signatures for this to go on the ballot that this is a colossal waste of time and money. It, it, the, it yes, it, that's what that it strikes it's me. Never that it's never going to happen. But the but thought it, of breaking up the state of California just in terms of the bureaucracy and like the public university systems and the highway systems, it just seems like it would be tremendously expensive. I don't really see the advantage. But but you have you have a state that's barely functioning now. I, and I our say state that, is I'm making saying- money. Our state makes money. Jerry Brown has rescued our state. We we because, we're in good shape. You have those like ridiculously high taxes. That's the reason <laughs> why your state's been rescued. But okay, so you have all kinds of businesses that are leaving your fine state. Now mm. I don't want to hurt your feelings, Leanne, but but you want I think you should just be open to this idea of like creating smaller, more nimble units mm. that could be more responsive to partic- you know, the the people of the state of California. I mean, honestly, what do the pot growers in Humboldt County, what do they have to say to the people in, let's say, Modesto, Leanne? Or, you know, well, I guess they can discuss agriculture. Water rights. Know. Yeah, they're fighting water over water rights. rights. This is exactly what they're doing. Listen, Julie, it's what makes California great, is that we are this big, unwieldy state. This, to me, is just a high-powered grab for all the money in Silicon Valley by greedy right. people in Silicon Valley. They want their own tranche, Julie. <laughs> they just want a tranche. And <laughs> I, I'm not I'm not having it. Even though we end up in an awesome state with Santa Barbara and San Luis Obispo. Like Think about it. West California just... really makes out. I can see that here. I don't know. We we like our neighbors to the north. We have no issues with them. They have issues with us. So something fishy is going on. I don't trust billionaires from Silicon Valley. Sorry. Okay. okay. Now, now again, now he's, uh, he's been behind such great things as Skype, Leon. Okay. All right. The thing that, that the thing that we're using us, right now. Yes, okay. The thing that connects us. Okay. This is a visionary, Leon. This is a big thinker. I mean, why should we be stuck with just 50 states? What's up with that? Okay. Now, of course, it's going to ruin the American flag and, and, uh, and, you know, that, to sort of cram all these additional six stars onto our flag, I think is going to look pretty bad. But I also have to say, I'm not that impressed with the names. First of all, I, who wants to live in the state of Silicon Valley? That's a stupid name. Well, I mean, let's all just get different names then. Let's just, <laughs> you know, let's but just. Then we wouldn't know where we are. I mean, if Jefferson, what is that state? I, right, I that has something to do. That that's there's some I can't recall the history of that. Someone from Oregon can tell us the history of that. But that has to that is long. That is like roots in uh, like a hundred, two hundred years ago. There's something about that state of Jefferson. They told me the story last year when I was in Ashland, Oregon, but I can't remember exactly what that was. But uh, they've wanted their own state for a while. I would rather be instead of West California, East Hawaii. That's what I think. So. <laughs> I just think that's rather be east away. Oh, so, well, maybe, you know, there's maybe there's still time for a little wheeling and dealing. <laughs> like if you could throw in like the big island. Yeah. To into the West California. State, yeah. Huh. You might be OK with that. OK. <laughs> All right. All right, Julie, I'm suspicious of this, but thank you for I had not even heard of this, which is also a sign that they've been completely orchestrating this from Silicon Valley. 
So they just want to break off and, and do their own thing. And I, I can see you us. have a lot of issues. You north, south, east, west people. I think you should all get together, Lane. You should try to get along, even That's... if you want to separate. You know? <laughs> That's it. That's it. What is, what was what is it that uh, Gwyneth Paltrow? What is what is the divorce that she's got going? It's some oh, a conscious uncoupling. Yeah, yes, she's... I think that's what you've got going here, Leanne. <laughs> a conscious uncoupling. Okay, okay. Everybody can be happy in their own little worlds. All right, there you have it. Uh, I was speaking of that, a conscious uncoupling or a conscious coupling. Okay, did you read the story in the New York Times Magazine section about Warren G. Harding this week? Whoa. <laughs> Whoa, where did that all come from? Here well, he was this, you know, total, you know, buttoned up, you know, maybe not even a loser president. Can I go go as far as to say that? You know, we certainly had some problems under his administration. Whoa, he was like, I, I now I know what he was doing, Leon, right? He right. This- the New York Times reported a 15-year trove of letters sent to his mistress during their 15-year uh, affair. But these were just, these were love poems and then stuff that is much saltier and much, I think, much bluer than even Julie would say on Satellite Sisters. And she's really pushing the boundaries of our language here on the show (laughs) lately. So, but it is amazing when you see he was in love essentially with his neighbor's wife. And I think he was such a bad president because he was very, very concerned with all kinds of things, most of them having to do with uh, pieces of his anatomy that he named Jerry and uh, being naked with the neighbor's wife. I mean, they were hot and heavy, and he was writing about it extensively for years. And so uh, those were the good old days, Leanne. Yeah. Where you could just have a torrid affair and you could write about it, you could put it down on a piece of paper and you know, and nobody would know about it for years and years and years, right? And here's just a sampling, uh, and it gets much bluer than this, but uh, from 1910, uh, I love you more than all the world and have no hope of reward on earth or hereafter, so precious as that in your dear arms, in your thrilling lips, in your matchless breasts, in your incomparable embrace. Warren G. Warren G. Uh, So, but it's an interesting story that a a historian uncovered these in 1964 and um, Francis Russell and the Harding family sued. And uh, they had the letters sort of locked up and they couldn't be unbound for 50 years, like in the Library of Congress. So the Freedom of Information Act be damned. They had these letters locked up. And so that's why it's just coming out, though the historian discovered them 50 years ago. And uh, I'll put a link to the story in the New York Times because it's kind of a hoot (laughs) to read. It also means like monkey business has been going on forever. We didn't invent monkey business. We don't do it better than anybody else. And, you know, presidents have always been idiots is another. Right. (laughs) They have always been. We have not learned one single thing. Right. They're still writing it down. They're still sending emails, taking pictures of themselves. Right. They're idiots. Yeah. Politicians are idiots. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, this guy makes Anthony Weiner look like, uh, you know, not so bad, <laughs> frankly. But here's what I want, so Julie. This, so this is this is really for the next politician who gets caught literally with his pants down. Yeah. As, um, that you just got to go with the Warren, Warren G. Harding. You yeah. know, that just you just have to hold him up as your role model. OK, that's. 
Here's what I want, though, because um, these letters were written between like 1910 and 1920, and uh, which is almost exactly the same period as Mr. Selfridge, is it not? Here's what I think. <laughs> I want those writers for Mr. Selfridge to just take all these letters and give them to Mr. Selfridge to write to somebody. That show needs to be spiced up. <laughs> <laughs> And we know Rose is going down with yeah. some kind of illness. So I think he needs to try strike up. Mr. Selfridge needs to strike up like a Warren G level correspondence with somebody. Maybe the neighbor's wife. Really, just lift the whole story and put it in Mr. Selfridge for next season. That's what I am suggesting to the writers. Brilliant, brilliant idea. Thank and you. I think, I think you could really expand the viewership with that. <laughs> All right, Julie, uh, in the news category, well, not really new, <laughs> not really new. It's Tuesday, Leanne. We don't really have a lot of hard-hitting news. In fact, we eliminated the hard-hitting we news from, 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 our, from our talk show, from our lineup that we wanted to talk about. And we All right. do this for you folks because it's Tuesday, okay? All right, sure. so something new is happening in my fitness neighborhood. Let me explain. I go to this great yoga studio. It's kind of an old school yoga studio. It's just yoga. Okay. Mm -hmm. There's nothing else there. You can't take Pilates. You can't take Zumba. There aren't any showers. It's just two beautiful studios and beautiful fresh flower and tea when you flowers and tea when you finish it, with great teachers called Yoga House. Now around the corner from Yoga House in the same building, remember when I explained that CrossFit studio that's there mm. where like they're constantly doing, you know, sit-ups on the sidewalk and running up and down the hills, doing piggybacks, right? And carrying, carrying each other around the yes. block. Yes. And, okay. You know, my Yoga House is painted beautiful, like cream walls and light and airy. And that looks like it's painted the color of puke. That's, there's the like with like bad fluorescent lighting. That's part of the CrossFit ethos. I know that it's supposed to be like, you know, grimy and dirty and smelly and it's all those things and more. All right. Well, in between there was an empty space and they've been working on it for a couple of months now. And, uh, it looked like they were, it looked like it was going to be kind of a high style something. I didn't know what, but like it was a weird. juice bar or a hair salon. Exactly. I, I, it wasn't, I wasn't sure what. And one day I asked the, one of the workers, Hey, what are you putting in here? And he said, I don't know. And so <laughs> Daddy, he's really part of the team. That's you know? really made he's me laugh. Part, I was like, a mission-driven project going on there that like, he has no idea. No or idea. It's, or it's a double secret land. You know, maybe it's uh, maybe it's a CIA cover house or something. I don't know. Like that. Okay. Know. Well, maybe he did know, but he didn't know how to explain it because last week a sign went up on the building. And again, very modern letters. They painted the inside kind of a bright orange. It's nice color. And the sign said, Shape House, an urban sweat lodge. <laughs> and whoa, I, th whoa, I thought, whoa, whoa, whoa. I thought, well, that's kind of a funny name for a, you know, that's kind of a cute, cheeky name for a, a this, I thought it was like a Pilates studio or some sort of private workout studio. We so, have a gym name here. We have a gym close to our house that's called Sweat Land. That's the name of the gym. Sweat. Okay. okay. It's kind of cute. So yeah. sweat house. All right. So this that is an zippy, right? Th yeah. This is an urban sweat lodge. So this weekend I looked it up online. I figured out. Hey, well, there's your dog, Liam. I know. Oh. There she is. And there's her mortal enemy walking by. Uh, so, Julie, it, it's not a gym. It's a sweat lodge. This place, <laughs> the whole thing is that you go in and you sweat. 
It's not a steam room. It, okay. No. It's not a steam room or a sauna. It's not a sauna. Well, it's, it's like an it's like a Native American sweat lodge. Well, it's an urban version of that, Julie. So as they just so, so no, what does that mean? No TP or what? No, what? there's no. Here's you go in. You put on your special sweat suit, and they issue you a sweat would those, suit. Would those be your pajama jeans? Can no, you, I, you could, but they have very they have actually specific ones to maximize your sweating, which I'll oh. get into. So the sweat room, you have petitioned off areas. You have an infrared blanket, a flat screen TV, and light therapy. And then you just recline in these big sweat beds, okay? <laughs> Oh, that sounds so disgusting. Doesn't it? Okay. And Seriously, you're, int- you're going to be sitting in the sweat bed that somebody else had already. Yes. S- I mean, they do claim sweat- that they keep it sparkling clean and they, you know, obviously wash everything in between sweats. Okay. But your entire body, except your head, is wrapped in a metallic looking blanket that looks like a sleeping bag. And you lie there for 55 minutes and you just sweat. <laughs> That is the deal. There's no, they describe it on the website as hot yoga without the yoga. Like it's just <laughs> okay. hot. All right. There are people that this would be attractive because it's not, there's no exercise. There's no it. exercise. I, I mean, you might die of like heat stroke or claustrophobia or yeah. something else, right? I mean, well, they, they, so a staff member checks on you periodically or you can push the call button. They will bring you water and cold towels as you need it. And at the end of the session, a staff member will help you out of the blanket, okay? And then there's a recovery room. There's showers. You can do – they make it sound like it's like a coffee shop. They keep emphasizing like you could watch Netflix or listen to TED Talks or Wi-Fi. I was like, what? And so – and here's the deal. It's $45 per sweat, Julie. Well, it, now who's the target market for this? Is this for somebody who's like, okay, I, you know, is this for jockeys that are trying to sweat off the last two pounds before the the big race? And well, what is that place out there? Santa Anita or Hollywood Park? Yeah, whatever it is, it, or or is this like, is this for starlets? It's for like starlets because trying they keep, to get, yeah, they keep emphasizing the detox factor, like. This will detox, and then there's a special special lymphatic sweat where they hook you up to a device that, you know, activates pressure points during your sweat, and and then it's all about like your lymph system. And I mean, I know sweating is good, but can you imagine like just sitting there for 55 minutes sweating in a chair, no. like, no. and Covered then in a steel blanket? No, that sounds awful. That sounds like I. Uh, I think that is made for a panic attack. Really. Totally. I mean, there's no way I could do it. And it claims, they claim that the infrared sweat, you burn 1,200 calories, as much as running 12 miles. That's, <laughs> and the best. I mean, if it worked, Leah, how, how often can you sweat? I Julie, mean, I'm that- glad you asked because it's recommended that you go three times a week. Oh, come on. For $45, on. $45, I'm sure they do recommend three times a week. I mean... Some people do it every day as part of a cleansing protocol. 
Okay. And, and who is, who's the medical director of this uh, urban sweat lodge, Leon? Is it, uh, is it Gwyneth herself that's uh, running this? Uh, uh, this it seems- is actually, it, it was started by, uh, let me look this up because um, I was reading an article about it and it was started by Lifestyle Guru. And I can't, I can't recall the okay. name. Oh, of- I feel better now. Yeah. I and mean, as long as it's a guru. Yes. I'm, I'm, I'm okay. Uh, uh, guru. Okay. Sophie Shishi, the lifestyle guru. Okay. I I, I rest my case there, (laughs) Leanne. I rest my case. And then here's the best, Julie. I know this is, you're probably thinking this. Can I do this right on the website? Can I do this with silicon implants? Yes, you can. Don't worry. Oh, phew. (laughs) Don't worry because silicon melts at 200 degrees and this, the urban sweat lodge only goes up to 150 degrees. So, that seems close, though. That's, I know. Close. It does. It seems like they would get a little soft, doesn't it? It seems like they would get a little squishy. You might lose a little of your perkiness, Leanne, you know? I don't know. So, In your effort to to get rid of that bloat, that uh, Trader know. Joe's bloat I mean, this talk to, about. This to me, right. This to me seems like if you're going to the Oscars, sign up for the 12 sweat package. Uh, but I, I don't know. This to, I mean... Who You've got to the... watch this place now. I think this. Who I want to see the. I want you to report on the people coming out of this urban sweat. Lodge, okay. Okay. I don't think they should be getting behind the wheel of a car after after like you know sweating for fifty minutes and you know detoxing. It sounds like you wouldn't be of right you know sound mind and body to uh, to be able to operate a motor vehicle, but. Um, I would be very curious to see. Urban Sweat Lodge. Yeah, you know, I mean, of course, there's one in Santa Monica now. There's one in Larchmont. Pasadena, I don't know if we can support an Urban Sweat Lodge. If the women here will do that. But we'll 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 have to see. It's West California, Leanne. I believe that you got to stick with your state. And this is the kind of thing that can put your state on the map, okay? Okay. All right. Urban Sweat Lodge. It's the home of the Urban Sweat Lodge. Okay. Oh, brother. I know. That is unbelievable. Now I have some I have some blue barrel news for you, Leanne. Mm. Uh it's not it's not really breaking news. So some of it is pretty but it's very critical information. Um that I you know, I seven things that I think you really need to know about blueberries, okay? So before you go into the sweat lodge, number one, do you know that eating blueberries, they really believe they have linked it and they really believe that it, it reduces memory loss. So I do know that, that. I, I, I've been eating a lot of blueberries over the last three or four years. I am a big believer in blueberries. And have you noticed any difference in your memory? No, but I'm banking on it sort of accumulating like 20 years from now, I'm going to see the difference. That's what I'm banking on. Right. I, I eat blueberries every single morning because my husband and I went to a lecture when, uh, when our, our son was in college and where they were talking about protecting against memory loss. And we've been eating them for years. Yeah. I, I don't feel that my memory is any better, but maybe it would have been worse. <laughs> do you know that no, the num? do you know where the number one producer of blueberries is in the world, Leanne? Not just in the United States, but in the world. I was going to say British Columbia. No, Maine. Maine. Oh, oh, the okay. state of Maine produces more blueberries than anywhere else in the world. Yeah. Okay. All right. That's good. To, that's good to know. Do you know that you can use blueberries as a natural food dye? Perhaps you've. <laughs> <laughs> you've I, you know, some. when I make my own cloth, yes, I often do that. 
<laughs> my weed cloth. Well, it, it just, it seems like it might be something that you do in West, uh, West California. You're right. Yeah. Yeah. But here's the thing that I didn't know about blueberries is that they said, do not rinse them. Like, you know, when you buy them at the store or yeah. at the farmer's market, do not come home, rush and rinse them, um, right away. They said that you should rinse them right before you're going to use them because they, they're very delicate and they do deteriorate and get a little smushy. Soggy. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, yep. Yeah. And do you know that the perfect blueberry should be a dusty blue? Okay? okay. It should have, it shouldn't be a bright, shiny blue. It should actually have a little, you've seen that, a little like a dusty color. Yeah. yeah that's, that's the perfect blueberry. Okay. <laughs> Is that all? Is that it? No, no, no. I have more. <laughs> okay. Whew. More news. More news. <laughs> This may shock you, Leanne, but do you did, may not realize that many blueberries that are in processed foods, they're not blueberries at all, Leanne. They what, are not, what is it? I don't know. They're just made out of sugar cane and bad stuff and, and dye. Okay. Not, not natural food dye. You but, know what? Processed foods are just processed. They are not good. They're not food either. They're just, they're not good for you, are they? I know. I know. Yeah. So even that little can of blueberries that comes oh, yeah. with the blueberry mix, it's, yeah. it's very suspect. Okay. So, so I think the big takeaways here are you should eat, eat blueberries every day, and you should look <laughs> for that dusty color, and don't rinse them off too soon, okay? Okay. And, and, Thank you, Julie. You don't, <laughs> what, you don't seem impressed with that at all. No, I do I guess when you pitch this as blueberry news, I don't know. I just, well, did you know that about, about the dusty color? Did you know that? No, I didn't. I, well, I, I didn't think that's it. news. It's been okay. in his news. You're right. Okay. Okay. I mean, of course it cannot compare with your clog. <laughs> so. All right, Leanne. It's, it's, it's Tuesday and it is time for some clever products. Okay. These are some new products that are out there. And I think, I, I just want to get your, your take on whether you think that these will really take off, whether this is something that you, that you would be willing to buy. Okay, now here's the first one. Okay, you're a guy, you're at work, uh, you've, got, you've eaten, you've eaten a, you know, big lunch, and you're, you know, you're kind of drowsy after lunch. You have an inflatable pillow tie. So this is a tie... <laughs> I'm in. I don't even. I don't even. I want one now. You just put your head face right down on your desk, huh? Yes. Yes. On. That's, that's awesome. I, I I think my son is going to enjoy that. I got to get him one for the days we have to wear a tie to school. They can just... Okay. There you go. Inflatable pillow tie. Oh, I'm in. Yeah, I think this is good. You know, a, a long trip. You know, just you pull out the pull out your little your little um, tray in front of you and just put your head down. Okay, so that that I think has some momentum. That one. Now here's one. I don't know. Maybe I'm just too old. It's a shower shower wine glass holder. Okay, so you're in this your shower and you've got this attached. You know, it's sort of like where you yeah. attach your shampoo. But it's specifically so that you can put your wine glass in in with in in the shower with you. Yeah, that seems like overkill. Yeah, you don't need that. Okay, <laughs> no. okay, that's out. Now here's one that I think is good: an atomizer for your citrus. 
Leon, I know how much you love citrus and how much you use citrus in your cooking. So just imagine it's a device where you would actually stick it into the lemon and it would just it would just give you a spray. A oh, spray. I've seen those. I would like one of those. Yeah, yes. you just pop it in and then you spray it. I feel like yeah. maybe they did that on uh, Shark Tank or something. I don't know where I've seen that. Yeah, that looks good. I think that's good. Okay, here's something, again, that you can use in your state of West uh, California. It's a beach bag, but with a mesh bottom. So all the sand would fall out. Okay, Good so idea. I mean, why don't they make beach bags like that? <laughs> well, they do now. That's a good why idea. Do, why don't they make that? Okay, here's what I want for Christmas. I'm just saying it right now. I'm writing it down. It's, it's a combo scissors tape dispenser. Oh, my gosh. Why That's a breakthrough. That? I know. Why have, why, oh, why have they not done that, right? How does it work? It, it works so that you have there, it's like a regular pair of scissors, but on the handle, the, you know, the loop part that you stick your fingers in, they just have a tape dispenser there. Oh. You still have, but it's all in one, but you don't have to go like hunt for the scissors, hunt for the tape, hunt for the tape. Yeah, no, that's. Scissors. It's, you only have to hunt for one thing. Yeah. How about that? <laughs> All right. That's a good product. I would use that. I would use that. All right. And this is the product for Sheila is it's a smart thermometer. Okay. It's a thermometer takes your temperature and then it's somehow you link it to your iPhone and it, um, it will, in addition to reading your, your temperature, but it will also provide treatment advice based on your temperature. (laughs) Okay. That could keep her busy for hours, don't you think? Good. That she would, she just would get a lot of enjoyment yeah. out of that. Yeah. That she could take temperature and, and what all do I do that. now? What do I do now? You could even when you don't feel bad, you could just take your temperature and get some treatment advice. <laughs> I like that, Leon. I like that. So mm-hmm. those are products that are out there. They're ready for you to buy. It sounds like you're going with the inflatable pillow and the atomizer. So. Yes. Uh, so I, I, I pass that on. And finally, Leon, again, this is a little of tidbits today, this and that. I came across an article and it just, it made me think of us because I know you and I are always interested in improving our productivity, right? Mm, I mean, yeah. Aren't you always looking, searching for ways to get better ha- habits and things like that? And so and I know for you as a writer, you know, creating time, you know, so that and, and having the mental space to uh, to write uh, is very important. So it I, is, I'm actually passing, I'm, I'm passing on some tips, Leon, to improve your productivity. Number one, do you have a two minute rule, which is no. if you can do a task in two minutes, say a quick email, you should mm-hmm. do it immediately. You should do it. But if it takes longer than two minutes, or if it's a small task, but you'd say, oh, well, I don't really have time to do that now, so I'm going to write myself a note and do that later, you're actually wasting five minutes of time. So, <laughs> okay. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, I you see. see what I'm saying? Like, yeah. Okay. Does that make sense? Okay. So I want you, so if you, you know, if you can whip off that two minute, um, two minute email, get it done. Okay. okay. Or whatever, whatever it is. Now, this is something that I think can really help um, to get you focused, Leanne, is that they say in order to improve productivity, you should cut down on the variety in your diet and your wardrobe. 
Now think about that. Okay. okay. <laughs> <laughs> Means you can wear clogs and right. those pajama jeans every day. Lane. Well, I check. Check that box. Because yeah, I... I think you've already done this. I did. I think, I think you've already done this, but not so much with the diet, because I, I know you like a wide variety in your diet. But with the wardrobe, it's they're just saying... Just just so you don't have to make decisions about what you're going to wear to work during the week. Just if you, you know, if you're a guy, just, you know, buy work socks, buy them all in the same color and just have them in your drawer. And these are the socks that you wear to work. And don't don't even think about don't waste any of your time thinking about, well, maybe I should wear blue socks today or maybe I should wear black socks or whatever. Just go with the brown socks every single day. Okay. (laughs) I, I just go with the yoga pants every single day. And I oh, found... Okay, that's good. But you have to do the same thing with your diet. You can't be thinking about what you're going to make for dinner. Okay. You can't be thinking about, ooh, what would be nice? What would be a nice little treat for for lunch today, okay? You just have to, like, you know, eat the same thing every single day. This is going to create... This is going to improve your productivity because you're not going to be using any mental space uh, um, to do that. All right, well, I'm going to eat blueberries. I think I know. Okay, dusty blue blueberries. Yeah, you get some of those dusty blueberries. Dusty blue. We're going to have a little taste test on that. Okay, also you can block websites. Now, I haven't done this. On uh, Where in order to – there is an app called Stay Focused. Oh, really? Okay. And you can just block access to websites for certain periods of time. So it, you, that is the key of everything you've said, like – you know, it doesn't take me that long to look in my refrigerator and figure I only have two things for lunch. So it's A or B. But uh, well, websites, but still- surfing, wasting time online, that's an actual issue. Yeah, that's okay. a problem. I should okay. just block Twitter. I should block it. Yes, just block all that stuff. Anywhere that you waste time. Yeah, that's what it's. It's Stay Focused is an app that can do that for you. Um, and you're supposed to put everything that you have in your head down on a piece of paper. Or, you know, on a device. Okay, so just don't think that you can remember all the things that you're going to do. Because you obviously haven't eaten enough blueberries to have that improved memory. But they, they said that is a much easier way to really, to work through stuff and to actually get it done. Huh. Okay. All right. Okay. Write everything uh, down. Okay. Even if it takes longer than two minutes. I'm supposed <laughs> to write it down. Okay. Just write it down, Liam. Right. And don't ask, no, don't, no follow-up. No follow-up questions. questions. No smart, <laughs> smarty questions. Okay. But now here's one, procrastination. That's yeah. a big issue for everybody. Okay. That in order to, to combat procrastination, the thing is to just work on that thing you don't want to work on just for five minutes. Okay. Don't commit to anything more than that. But, you know, as a journey, you know, starts with, of a million miles, starts with a single step. I think that's what they're getting at here, Leanne, that you should just, just five minutes. But, uh, so I have a couple projects like that, that are like looming that I I don't want to do, but I, but I'm going to try this five minute rule. Like, okay, I'll just work on it for five minutes, see how it works out. You know what? I use that with writing. Like if I'm dreading a scene, procrastinating, having a problem with it. I'll start sort of three or four. It's the same concept. I start like two or three pages before the scene. I do a touch of rewriting and it's almost like I fool myself and I work right into the next scene. 
So you so, springboard, you yeah, springboard yourself. Exactly. So it's okay. that same five minute thing. Like, okay, I'll just, I'll just work on these few pages. And then you don't want to get caught up doing too much rewriting. That becomes its own form of procrastination. But, uh, yeah, that's a good one. I like that one. Okay. That one's good. That's a good one, Joel. All right. Well, that's, that's what I have for you, Leon. I have some, I, I think that if we try to do this, okay. Uh, I think that we can really improve our productivity and that we should always start small, you know, that you just, we don't have to, you know, really change the world every day. Just take small incremental steps. You know what, Julie, I just taped an interview this morning that's going to, um, I'll post next week with Claire Cook, you know, the women's mm-hmm. fiction author who wrote Must Love Dogs. And she has a new book out about reinvention. And that was exactly her piece of advice at the end was just do one thing, figure out what you want to do and then do one thing about it. It's a really fun interview, but it's right along with this, Julie, right along with this in line. It's good. Okay, Leon. Um, one, one quick note. We didn't mention this earlier, but the World's Cup, uh, I think it was Angela Merkel's World Cup. I mean, how great was she at the end, the president of Germany, hugging and kissing all those soccer players? <laughs> she was a great sports fan. And it was, was. That, was a, that was really, really exciting to see her so excited, you know, and and just, again, she, she's hugging those very sweaty. Sweaty, soccer- smelly players. I mean, the first one went to shake her hands at Neuer, the handsome uh, you know, keeper. And then she just reached out and gave him a big hug, like, come on. On. Way to go, buddy! I loved it. She, no one was having more fun than her. That's for sure. Well, I, and I and I trust that everyone in your house was was happy with the results. Very but, happy with the results. Yes, okay. the German was, Shepherd in particular. But yeah, okay. it was. I mean, I think it was a brilliant goal. Uh, you know, and you have to. You have to. It wasn't like it was some cheap shot or a mistake. Right. It was just a, a brilliant, you know, it was a really, really good goal. And it was very exciting to watch. And uh, you do feel that they are going to be very, very sad in Argentina. <laughs> yes. So, after Liz told after us. After Liz told us I know. about the sadness that is part of their national culture. Um, I am sure this is something that they will think about. They will be tangoing for another four years. Many tangos, many tangos. <laughs> but now I'm going to miss it. I mean, I, I have to say it seems a little empty this week without the opportunity to think about or talk about or watch uh, a big soccer game. I'm really, I'm really, I, I really miss having the World Cup around. Well, don't worry, because the English Premier League starts in a couple of months, Julie. So there you go. You can just get right on the bandwagon. Just pick a team, any of those great players you saw already playing in the EPL. So there you have it. Okay. Um, all right. You're going to New York for the big shower, so we won't this be talking to you this weekend. That will Cute be fun. Cute as a button. Cute as a button baby shower. Yep. I'm still I'm still working on some of my decorative items for, for the baby shower. Um, okay. Buttons. You can guess that they're going to be buttons, but I, I think we've nailed it. I think this is going to be a super cute shower. That's that's all I can say. And um, Lauren, my daughter-in-law's mother, uh, who is co-hosting um, the event, uh, she has some very cute ideas. So uh, I'm really looking forward to it, Lee, and I think it's going to be fun. And it's a great way to support Lauren in you know in this in this nice time in her life yeah so. yeah no it is a special time the the end of your pregnancy with your first child mm-hmm. <laughs> it's mm-hmm. not so special with your second or subsequent children. yeah yeah but the first one first one you're just you're looking good you're super psyched <laughs> so well that's great we're doing nothing here just hanging out just uh hold, holding the course and uh i'm doing some work and and that's it so okay. um 
Well, I want you to get in on this petition. Now that you know that there are going to be six Californias, I think you better, you've got a lot of grassroots work to do um, in your neighborhood um, for your new state. <laughs> First, we need to get a better name. That's... <laughs> I, just well, let's Liz, go with this is going to be in your state. Liz will still be. Yes. In, in Liz state. and Sheila. Let's just call ourselves Santa Barbara. Like, why would we not want to be Santa Barbara? Let's just call the whole state Santa Barbara. That's what I think. Okay. We'll talk to Liz. She's the marketing okay. genius. I will talk she to Liz. Help, she can help you brand your state. And that's, that's what you have to think about. You want to be, end up being the best of the six. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. No, we're going to take Silicon Valley down. I mean, that's just a stupid name. So taking them down. All right, everybody have a great week. And don't forget, call your satellite sister. 